The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here, joined by the czar of the playbook, Sportsline's Emery Hunt. For those who missed the last episode, Prop Stars shared uh, his NFL betting cheat sheet with us. You can find that episode on YouTube or the audio version wherever you get your podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at some AFC South and West win totals and see which overs and unders have the most value. Um, Emery, thank you so much for joining us today. How are we doing? We're doing fantastic. I'm glad to be on with you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. are. We're doing yeah. great. It's Monday football. We got football. Football happened. Uh, yes. It wasn't exciting, but it was, I mean, it was, it was exciting. The Hall of Fame game is always like, you're super hyped for it. And then you're like, all right, this stinks. But you're like, yeah, it is football I- and it's setting the table, so... I thought the I thought the best part of the Hall of Fame game was when they gave the headset to Aaron Rodgers and uh, they just kind of talked to him for a while. I mean, he he just nailed that interview and was so glass half full and said all the right things and everything was butterflies and sunshines and you know I'm I'm pretty high uh, on, on the Jets this season, which we know that Emery is not. <laughs> same. I'm just, same. I'm just saying this. Like I hate, I won't be you know John Q football guy, but uh, man. Football is back for me. Actually, football has been around for 51 weeks. First time in history. We've had football all year round. And I love the, I love the preseason because I do like to see all my hard work from the draft play out with these young guys getting out there and, and uh, getting those reps out there. So I am the typical football guy. It doesn't yeah. matter. It was great. So I, I didn't want rain on nobody's parade. I just watched the game in silence. Okay. Well, you know, you are not you are not the typical football gay guy. You are um, a football encyclopedia, and no matter what it is, you know about it. But all right, guys, let's dive in uh, to the AFC South first here: Texans, Colts, Jags, and Titans. Uh, Jaguars are seeking back-to-back division titles for the second time in franchise history. Last time was 98-99. Titans will seek their third division title in the last four seasons. And then the Texans and Colts are just trying to join the party for the first time since the teens. Every team in the AFC South will face every team in the AFC North and the NFC South. Uh, AFC North had two playoff teams last year. However, each of those teams won at least seven games. The NFC South uh, was probably the worst division in football last year. Every team under 500, even the Bucks, who won the division. Guys, if we take a look at the Texans first, plus 1,000 to win the AFC South, the longest odds. We know how Brinson feels about this one. Their win total is set to six and a half with the underjuice to minus 140. They have not gone over this number since 2020. Their line for division win totals is two and a half, which actually that over is juiced to minus 130. 
Emery, how are you betting Houston? Because I know that Will is very high in the Texans. Well, uh, just before Emery dives in, and you, and you may be wanting to mention this, but it's, it's yeah. happening like as we speak. So I feel like I just want to throw it out there. Titus Howard, the uh, starting right tackle for the Texans, out several weeks with a broken hand. So oh, no. not a this, this, and this goes back to what we've talked about over the past few weeks, right? Where you can bet an over in July all you want. Yeah. But when you do so, any over you bet in July, you're running the risk of like of something like this happening now how much does this affect the texans and and how they'll finish the actual season i you know tbd if he comes back Emery, but like certainly a worthy piece of news when you have a rookie quarterback and a question like and you know yeah. questionable pieces around him on offense and you lose your starting right tackle who was, was a, i think the second round pick a couple years ago oh he's first round pick oh, he was a first round pick what makes it worse is that the coach says, oh, he'll be out for a while. Like, that helps no one. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is but it I'm three gonna, weeks? Right. Like, like, what does that even mean? Yeah. So I'm going to go under six and a half. I was going to go under anyway. I think six is the actual number for the Texans. I do like their competitiveness and how they're built on both sides of the ball. They'll be better than what the record indicates. And next year is going to be the year we talk about them as, like, potential division winners. Um, I'm still going to go over. The Texans. And I mean, like, I know that, I mean, it's not the, not the news you want breaking right before the, you talk about the Texans on the podcast, because, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, it's like CJ Stroud breaks his hands. (laughs) Maybe it's different. And I'm, and I think I go the other way. Um, I I just think that the upgrading for me, for me, it basically boils down to this. It's a low number. NFL teams in, in 2023 with seven, with the 17 games that they play, you go seven and ten, you know, you go seven and ten and you didn't have a great season and you still go over the total. Right. I'd like it to be like five and a half versus six. And if it creeps back down, that'd be a lot a lot more interesting to me, obviously. Um, over six and a half plus one twenty. And so you're getting a plus number there. You gotta win seven games. You in theory have a, a massive upgrade at quarterback, even if it's a rookie in CJ Stroud. I think they got better at the pass ca- in terms of pass catchers. Dalton Schultz, who we hyped up on this podcast, Katie, and um, <laughs> and then you know Noah Brown, sort of flying under the radar. Nico Collins is you know not like a household name by any stretch, but you know third year wide receiver who could possibly have a breakout. The offensive line, of course, Titus Howard. If I knew it was three yeah. weeks, it'd be different than eight weeks or whatever it would be. But it's a broken hand. That's a big deal. We have seen offensive linemen who will play with you know with with the hand injury like that. Um, they have enough pieces on the offensive line, and then. Like to me, the the veteran defensive pieces they put in place, coupled with just a huge upgrade at the in terms of coaching. I mean, look, David Cully, you know, God bless him. I mean, like you know, he like he he gave it his all that year, but you know, it wasn't good. like it was very clear that was like a we can't find anybody. Let's go with David Cully, and then Lovey Smith was. We thought we were going to hire Josh McCown. The blowback was huge. We panicked. We just promoted Lovey. And so I think D'Amico Ryan's going to be a big upgrade here, even in his first year. So I will take the over on the Texans, six and a half plus 120. Yeah, I lean with, uh, with Brinson on this one and the over. The Texans have the third easiest schedule in the league based on their opponents' combined wins last season, which is 123. The offense was the worst in the league, but that, of course, can't help but improve with C.J. Stroud. And a t- what would be a decent O-line uh, pending this injury that we're talking about here. And also, they actually have all 17 games um, on Sunday, which should benefit both, you know, a rookie quarterback and head coach because they're going to have, they're not going to have any short rest um, weeks. So I will lean over on this one as well. Um, next up, looking at the Colts, their win total, six and a half, that over juiced to minus 114. The Colts did stay under this number last season. But they went over in each of their four seasons before that division win total set to two and a half with the overjuice to minus 140 uh, last season or actually not last season in the last eight seasons Colts are two five and one to their win total Emery uh, what do you think for the Colts also for the Texans Laramie Tunsil going to be suspended for what the first mm. couple of games so now you're out without your two bookend tackles mm. starting your rookie quarterback. That's going to be such turn. a bummer because we've been such a pro Texans podcast. <laughs> and then today we're just getting hit with all of these injuries. Well, just, just, to, just to point out too, like uh, for the regular season, they get at Baltimore where they're t- almost 10 point dogs. So, I mean, like probably weren't winning that game anyway. So at least yeah. that's good. Yeah. The Colts at home in week two and at the Jaguars in week three Steelers at home in week four. So like, let's say that is, is Tunsil three games. 
I think three games. Yeah. So let's say that let's say that both Tunsil and Titus Howard missed three games. Oh boy, CJ Stroud's gonna have a fun first three games. Um they could realistically still go one and two, and that's probably what their projected record would have been anyway. But you gotta beat the Colts in week two if you want to get that over. So yeah, certainly a, a little bit a little bit more difficult now. It's, you know what's crazy? They're not beating the Colts. Why? Because the Colts are one going over this number Ooh. and the Colts are two winning the AFC South. Wow. It sounds crazy to you guys. Let me ramble off some names. Okay. Michael Pittman, excellent receiver, right? He is. Talk about mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, a healthy Jonathan Taylor, a healthy and happy Jonathan Taylor, one of the best backs in the AFC South outside of Derrick Henry. Maybe number two. I would entertain an argument if he's one or one or one B, whatever, right? Offensive line, Quentin Smith. Uh, Quentin Nelson, I'm sorry. Very good offensive lineman, right? Kelly, center. Very good center, right? Braden Smith, very good right tackle. Then you look on defense. DeForest Buckner, we still like him, right? Very good defensive lineman. You also have Samson Abucom coming from the Rams. Good pass rusher. They get Shaq Leonard back at middle linebacker. In the secondary, they draft two outstanding players that we like as prospects. You're talking about Juju Brents from Kansas State and also Darius Rush from uh South Carolina, you still have Kenny Moore, one of the best slot defenders in the game. We still like all those players, right? And you add the ultimate X factor in Anthony Richardson, at quarterback, who's a plus one in the run game. Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. The system they ran in Philly is similar to what they're going to run here in Indianapolis. One of Richardson's best traits that didn't get talked about enough um, during the draft process was his pocket presence mm, and his ability to throw the deep ball. And what happens when you run the football and people fear you from running the football? Your play-action passing game is going to be insane. And let's also add these two tight ends that people love to talk about as well. Mo mm. Ali Cox, who always finds the end zone, and also Jelani Woods, who's 6'15 and still growing. So here's the thing. They are better than what people think. Richardson will help lead this team through this season and to the playoffs. They win a division. They also get over six and a half wins. Uh, also, you want to know a fun fact that goes into all of those facts that you just said. Obviously, Shane Steichen, first-year head coach with the Colts. The Colts have won 10-plus games and made the playoffs in each of the first season under a new head coach in the That's last wild. four instances. And they play inside. You play inside on turf with that much speed and explosiveness. Good luck. So maybe, I mean... <laughs> I think the thing for the Colts with me is that, like, by the way, I didn't realize this, but um, so Jerry Garcia's, uh, the guitar, the final guitar that he ever played with, with the Grateful Dead that he played like oh. the, in, in 1995. Um, it's just like, it's got, it's just like sick guitar. And uh, it was valued at a million dollars in the past, like, 10 years, sold for $3 million. You know who bought it? Uh, Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay, correct. Yeah, Colts owner. Yeah, it's sort of on my Instagram feed. It was like, it's like, come on down and check out the Jim Irsay collection. I was like, God dang it, that makes me so mad. Why does he have Jerry Garcia's final guitar? Um, Because Irsay annoys me. Well, now maybe you want to party with him. Maybe now. I I mean, he's. I told you he was still my top five. Uh, The the thing, Irsay for me, my concern is that, like, I think he's too involved with this team. He's just he's he like. And now it's a little different right now because you have Chris Ballard, who's the established GM, but he's being told sort of, I like, I, I, I think they probably liked Anthony Richardson. And they definitely liked Anthony Richardson. But I think Ursay was like, we're taking a quarterback. And Richardson was very intriguing to him as a high upside guy. And so, you know, like he hired Jeff Saturday midway through the season. That is one of the most insane things that's happened in the last 20 years in the NFL. Like he fired Frank Reich then bragged about Frank Reich's winning record as Colts coach, and then, like, at the hiring of Jeff Saturday. It's absolutely insane. So my, my thing with the Colts is I really like the idea of Anthony Richardson in this offense. The hype out of training camp has got me a little nervous about fading the Colts um, because he has massive, massive upside. But I am going to take, I believe, the under here on their win total. I, I don't look, I don't love taking the under here. It's six and a half, as I mentioned. You can see yeah. teams get to seven, seven and ten easily in a seven in a seventeen game schedule. And if they beat the Texans in week two on the road, all of a sudden it f- sort of flips where you might feel about Houston and about Indianapolis. And with those tackles out, that's certainly a concern. So, uh, but I, I don't trust the defense with Gus Bradley there. If the offensive line comes back, gets back to where it was a few years ago, and Jonathan yeah. Taylor plays up to his level and Anthony Richardson opens up holes for the run game, and Anthony Richardson is as advertised, then they could blow this number out of the water. And I think Emory's uh, pick to win the AFC South is not that crazy at all. Uh, I'm just on the other side of the fence, and I'm sure I won't regret it 
by week two. <laughs> You'll never, re no, never regret anything said on this podcast. Uh, I lean with Emery on this one and the over. And I like to just obviously look at everybody's strength of schedule. They have the third easiest schedule. They have a positive net rest advantage. Uh, none of their opponents have a bye week prior to playing the Colts. That's going to help them up there. You know, Emery, you talked about the O-line. I mean, last year, the O-line kind of sucked because Colts quarterbacks were sacked 60 times last season. But the good news is, is Anthony Richardson had the lowest pressure to sack rate of the first round quarterbacks in the draft. So his mobility should help mask some of those holes. And to Brinson, your point, kind of open up the run game a little bit. And, you know, this this team kind of reminds me a little bit of the 49ers coming off of like the Jim Tom Sula and the Chip Kelly years. And then Kyle Shanahan mm. comes in and this is an entirely different team, even with the same bones. I think Shane Steichen can do a lot with this team and specifically with Anthony Richardson. So I'm a little bit higher on this uh, with them. You can also, you can also point to the, uh, Oh God, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but the, like the, was it Mike, was it Nolan? And, uh, oh. and Mike Singletary and and uh, the Mike Singletary years when Jim Harbaugh actually came in, yes. it was like the team was loaded yes. and Singletary immediately won third. I mean, uh, Harbaugh immediately won 13 games. Yes. Yes. I mean, I have a great ability to make everything about the 49ers. You sure do. It's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, that you can do. This. So I, I kind of think that that can happen here. You know, we do know Anthony Richardson is the highest selling rookie jersey out right now. I just... Look, I'm I'm the one that also wants to party with Jim Irsay. So, I mean, I guess that's all we need to say um, about this. Guys, looking at the Tennessee Titans after producing a 7-10 and 10 record last season, Tennessee is minus 115 to hit the over 7.5 this year. But look, last year was kind of a down year for them. But prior to that, they won nine-plus games in each of the previous six seasons. Um, and they have actually gone over their win total in four of the five last seasons. Emery, I feel like a lot of people are counting the Titans out this year, but they've still got Vrabel, who's a dog. You still have Ryan Tannehill, which we've discussed on this podcast, is still a good, decent, serviceable quarterback. You got Derrick Henry. Now you have DeAndre Hopkins. Is this an eight-win team? Mm, I, I don't think so. And for oh. me, when people say we got Ryan Tannehill, that's like saying, you know, you wanted, you know, Frosted Flakes, but you got Frosted Chips instead. <laughs> sort of the same, but it's not really the same. It's, it'll do, but it's or not flakes good. flakes with no right? frost. Yeah. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or instead of Rice Krispies, Rice Crunchies, like nah. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, off-brand. Off-brand. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's just not the same. And so for me, I would stay away from the win total because this team, to their credit, they are the junkyard dogs of the, the AFC. They are the bad news bears. They're just going to be in a fight with you for 60 minutes and it can go either way. You don't want to play the Titans. This is a team that no one wants to play because they play a physical brand of football. You got to stop the run and also you got to defend uh, up front on the offensive line because they have good, stout defensive players along that defensive front. But I'm going to attack their win total in the division. I go under three and a half there because they won't get swept. They'll beat everyone in this division because they play those type of games um, and not many people want to tackle, you know, Derrick Henry. So I don't blame him. So I look for them to win three games, maybe split with everybody. So I'll go under three and a half division wins for, for Tennessee. You went under three? You went under the division wins or the? Under the division oh, okay. wins. Okay. I think three is a number. Okay. I went over the division wins. I'm glad we're going <laughs> head to head here. Uh, and it was, it was mostly about not so much the idea that um, the Titans will be great. Because I don't know that I trust them like out in the open market. But I do think that Mike Vrabel's, I don't know, probably still the best coach in the division. Like, I mean, I'd be fine with Doug well, Peterson most, too. Yeah. But like Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel's done a lot with a little in Tennessee um, over the past few years. And you see, yeah, I mean, see that number, like, like that's probably the smart play uh, over two, but you would take the over two and a half, right, Emery? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They'll, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll, yeah. They won't sweep anybody, but they will right. definitely beat everybody. Yeah, like they'll beat everybody once. And so I'm going to take the plus money here at plus 140 at the over three and a half. I mean, I don't, I don't love this. I don't love a whole. I like, I don't like messing around with the Titans a whole lot. Although I did, I do think that early in the season when they're underdogs and when mm -hmm. nobody's believing them, that Mike Vrabel will get the most out of them with Derrick Henry out there, an offensive line that is underwhelming but is at least healthy, and then Ryan Tannehill playing at his best. And like the other reason you can't take this win total over is if the Titans start one and four. And the other thing I would take the division win total instead of the regular season win total is if they start like one and three, one and four, like, do we get Will Levis immediately? And if we get Will Levis, does that mean like you can't bank on Will Levis to win you a ton of games, right? 
And I think that's a possibility given there's some job security there for the, you know, you got a new GM. Mike Vrabel has job security. I don't like they're going to test out Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill's final year of his contract. So like if, if he struggles. So that's that's my big concern there. Um, so good. I've head to head with Emery uh, on, on back to back. What could go wrong for me? The AFC South where we were head to head. Tell you who's head to head. If you watch uh, CBS Sports HQ, Evan Washburn and Pete Prisco head to head. Talking about the Jaguars. What was said? Uh, we're gonna break. I'll tell you next, and then we'll make some uh, Jaguars picks as well after this break. Next, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, So uh, funny is uh, there's they did some graphic like on CBS Sports HQ. It was like Pete Prisco, mayor of Jacksonville, and Evan Washburn came on. It was like it was like Evan, like did you you know? And he goes, well, I don't know. He's like maybe they just. He's like I you know he's like I really just stuck to talking about football, not politics and mayors like Pete Prisco. Ooh, <laughs> it was like a, uh, it was like an unexpected hilarious shot. Um, anywho, Jacksonville Jaguars very hyped up this season, Emory. Yeah. We've got, I think, a uh, a uh, ten, what, wins, a, right? ten yeah. win total at this point, which is Over- just wild. Yeah. What do we Overdue think? Overdue to minus one twenty. Yeah. So I mean, the, 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 yeah. I mean, the Jags are high. It's just all these numbers in the AFC South that kind of come up, really. I think, right? Over ten plus one hundred to Caesars. Uh, under ten at minus one twenty. What are your thoughts, there, Emery? I'm going under. I feel like this is the division that's on the cusp. How the NFC West was. Remember, at one point in time, it was. You know, no one, only one team come out the West. It was just mediocre. And then Seattle got great. San Francisco got great. The Rams got great. The Cardinals got great. And it was like a dog fight. Like, man, you may get three teams out the West to go to the playoffs. I feel like the South is just on the cusp here because you got good young quarterbacks coming in. Um, you still have some teams that can that can win some ball games uh, like Tennessee. But you got to be excited about the future of Jacksonville, Houston, and Indianapolis. So I feel like we're going to see this start to cannibalize itself and teams are going to beat up on each other. So I like them to win nine games, but I got them going under 10 wins. I love the Jags on paper. I worry mm-hmm. about the offensive line uh, with, with, you know, some of the injuries and you got to still they're thin cam Robinson. I feel like it's a, he's suspended for the first couple of games of the year. So now the rookie you drafted, you, you hope he's the guy because now you pushing Walker little to the left side and hoping your rookie Harrison can step in, uh, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma and, and hold down the right side, which you would love to have was Robinson on one side, Little, and then you work Harrison in. So with some O-line questions, and we also bring up Jacksonville and how they won some of those games last year. Jacksonville, the Giants, Minnesota, they were winning some wild games last year. Uh-huh. You're like, Yo, what the hell went on? And you know how Jacksonville was three and seven at one point. Three and seven. Do you think about the Giant, uh, the the uh, the Cowboys game where the ball bounces their way literally? on that interception. So yes, they're good. I thought they were a year ahead of schedule last year. 
they'll be solid. They could push for uh, the playoff spot this year, but I got them going uh, nine and eight. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably uh, – I, I think I went over division wins here. Um, and again, like Titans and Jaguars, it's like it's tough to you know it's tough to go both over. But I, I think sort of like those are the two teams where I trust the coaching and then I trust the talent here. I agree. The, the Cam Robinson thing is interesting too. Pete Prisco correctly pointed out that um, Robinson is eligible to come back in Week Five, which is their second game in London against yeah. the um, against the Bills. So like he can't be with the team in London during the first game that they're there. So would they fly him over? halfway through and he plays like the you know like that's a tricky thing too like if little and harrison are playing well do you even bring in robinson it's, it's a and if little and harrison are playing well then it's also like a whole different ball game in terms of what we you know what we see from this offense my 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 over for the jaguars is mostly grounded in a just a full-blown belief in trevor lawrence as a like future superstar possible MVP candidate this year, like breakout, if you will. And like getting good coaching from Doug Peterson versus what he was getting from, from Urban Meyer. So I got the over on the Jaguars divisional win total. Oh, divisional win total. Okay. That makes sense. Cause yeah. I, I'm going to take the, the even money, the plus a hundred on yeah. the under. Cause I agree with, with oh, the over. Wins. Or the under. The under, yeah, sorry, the under. Oh. The under is priced at even money on the 10. I feel like this is – I just look at their schedule, and even though it's kind of like easier, I guess, than average, they still have the 10th largest increase in difficulty because, of course, they won the division last year, so they're playing you know, first-place teams like the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers. They've got two games in London. I believe they only have like four home games this year, so there's no real home field advantage there. So to me, I'm high on them. I think they're going to be good, but to, to have – over 10 wins just seems like too much of a stretch uh, for me. And I do feel bad for actually Jacksonville fans that barely get any home games this year because they're trying to move the team to London. Mm. Right. Katie's starting, starting mess on online for the Jacksonville Jaguar fans. They're already you mad be, about you better be, you better be careful. That ja Jaguar fans get salty. They get I didn't salty. do it to them. Hey, I did not create this schedule for y'all, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is something you should take up with the NFL. Um, all right, moving on to the AFC West. No big surprise here that the AFC West is the favorite to win the Super Bowl at plus 325 because that's where Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs live. Every team in the AFC West will face every team in the AFC East and the NFC North. The Chiefs are seeking their eighth straight division title. It'll be the longest streak in NFL history, second only to the Patriots, who won 11 in a row. Their win total, very high, 11 and a half. I don't even need to talk about this because I've said it so many times on this show, death taxes and the Chiefs to at least get 12 wins. I'm going over here. Emery, what do you think? I like the Chiefs to win the division, number one. But yeah. also I like them to go over four and a half wins in the division. I think only one team beats them this year once. And that's going to be the Broncos. So Ooh. I feel like when you look at the Chiefs, not, all, not the Chargers who have been. I got I got a take about the Chargers, man. I, mm. and I, I really I, I'm baffled by the top five Herbert talk. Like this guy oh, is 25 or as a starter has. The, yeah, they talk about he's first in yards, first in this, first in that. But they never bring up that he's first in pass attempts. You throw a lot. Of course, you're going to complete a lot. Of course, you're going to have a lot of passing yards. And he's first in four quarter interceptions. That tells me when a game is on the line, guess which way the ball is going. And I forgot, thinking about it, that he had that, what, 100-yard pick six last year. Shout out to the pick six pie. 100-yard pick six <laughs> last year against the Chiefs. Like, man, fool's goal. So, yes, I am going Chiefs to win, to mm -hmm. go 5-1 and one in their division. You get plus money here. Um, so I like them to go over that number and get five. I have no problem with that over – Four and a half at plus one thirty. I think that's a good bet. I got the Chiefs regular season over. Um, look, this is pretty simple math. It, it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid has gone under his win total once since arriving in Kansas City in two thousand and thirteen. Actually, he hasn't gone under once. He pushed once because it was an even twelve, I believe, um, in Patrick Mahomes like third season or something like that. So, if you're giving me plus money where they have to go five and one in the division, yeah, I'll take it. The Broncos are better with Sean Payton. Of course, we'll get to them in a second. The Chargers have Justin Herbert. We'll get to them in a second. The Raiders mm -hmm. don't look like they're going to be that good. No offense to Jimmy, Jimmy G. The Chiefs are – the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, and I feel like they're going to have a chip on their shoulder again. Like they're, they're, yeah. they're the new Patriots. We're going to yeah. be so annoyed by the chip on their shoulder. And, like, by the time they win their fourth Super Bowl with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and they're like, nobody believes – it's like everyone believes in you. <laughs> Literally – 
The entire free world believes in you. And there's, in fact, there's no one who doesn't believe in you. You are the most believed in team in yes. football. But this is, you're getting 11 and a half wins, over four and a half in the division. And then as Emery said, minus 165 to win the division is so short still for this team. This is the best team in the division by a long shot. They should be minus 300 to win this division, minus 250 at the absolute stone cold lowest. So yeah. I love them to win the division. I love their over win totals. The, fading the Chiefs is a fool's errand with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, now on to the Broncos, which were a very sexy team last year uh, and then a very disappointing team. And they're a little bit sexier again with Sean Payton. Their win total is eight and a half, 115 to the over. Denver has been under 500 in each of the last six seasons. They went five and 12 in their first year with Russell Wilson and the Broncos will play eight teams this season who finished above 500, including four teams that had 12 or more victories can Sean Payton make this a nine-win team? Brinson, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think so. I like the Broncos over. You know, we don't – one of the interesting things, and Bill Barnwell wrote about this at Grantland. Um, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're old enough, you remember Grantland.com. Yeah, exactly, right? Like it's, uh, <laughs> it's the, the Bill Simmons left and started – left. It was, a, it was a spinoff of ESPN. Oh. They shuttered it, and it, like the, it was basically the ringer, but it was with ESPN. Uh, but Bill Barnwell wrote about this, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised Bill hadn't brought it back. But the concept is there's no salary cap for coaches. You could spend whatever you want on a head coach in the NFL or a coaching staff in the NFL. There's zero restriction. If you're a billion – so, like, let's think about this, like, auto racing, right? Like, you look at uh, NASCAR versus uh, Formula – or uh, yeah, Formula, Formula One. One. NASCAR – all the cars, it's stock stock racing. They're all they have to be stock. They all have to be the same. There's nothing you can do to change it. In F1, the dudes mm. who win all the time have tons of money and build better cars and just beat the crap out of everybody. Like Max Verstappen is, you know, like Lewis Hamilton was killing everybody for years, and then Max Verstappen got the better car. And now he kills everybody. It's like yeah. the market is for second place. Well, it's not like that in NASCAR because they're all stock cars. The NFL or NFL rosters are like stock cars. Everybody's got the same amount of money to work with. Now, granted, mm -hmm. some people have. Everyone could have gotten Patrick Mahomes, right? He didn't go first overall. Yeah. Coaching staffs are like F. What's that? I said shout out to Trubisky. Yeah, that's right. Shout out, to <laughs> shout out to Trubisky and the Buffalo Bills who, who who can't beat Patrick Mahomes and traded that pick to the Chiefs so they could get Patrick Mahomes. Um, in, in with 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 coaching staffs, it's like F one. You can spend. You're a, if you're a billionaire, why are you being cheap on your coaching staff? Like the Broncos, and this is before, obviously, the, the Walton family bought them. But, you know, the, the previous owners had plenty of money, too. The Bolins were plenty rich. They're like, yeah, let's just try Nathaniel Hackett. Why are you doing that? You can – and so the Waltons are like, well, we have $16 billion. We're just going to pay Sean Payton $20 million a year, $25 million a year, whatever whatever in the hell he's being paid because we don't have to disclose them. Like – Owners should way more should so so much more frequently load up on coach spend tons of money on coaching staffs get better coaching staffs. There's a huge edge here, and I say all this to point out that Nathaniel Hackett was terrible, and Sean Payton is one of the best two, in my opinion, play callers and offensive minds behind only Andy Reid of the last like, twenty years. And so I think Sean Payton is going to get this team. He's going to get the, his comments about Russell Wilson, his comments about Hackett. The Jet stuff unnecessary, that notwithstanding, clearly indicate to me a guy who thinks he can get the most out of Russell Wilson. And I expect nine plus wins. A, a winning season, nine and eight, is not is not that big of a stretch for Sean Payton and the Broncos, Emory. Absolutely not, man. He's going over this number. And it, I, that's why I have them as well going over eight and a half. I mean, if you're the Broncos and you, you know, just like I don't know if Jerry Jones does this, but it would be easy for Jerry Jones to offer up land to land coaches and pay your scouts too. Um, Broncos have all that new fresh weed economy out there. Give them some land, <laughs> let them pay them in that too. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you. Like, load up on your coaches, load up on your scouts. He who has the best scouts that can find a talent will have the best yeah. team consistently. And Russell Wilson has put up insane numbers, just like Aaron Rodgers has. People just couldn't wait to dump on Russell Wilson because they were wrong about Russell Wilson for all of those years yeah. uh, in Seattle kept saying it was about the run game and defense. This team was 79 consistently prior to 2012. In 2012, with a rookie, they go what? To the playoffs. Why? 
because they add a guy that can help them out in the passing game. Then the next year they go to the Super Bowl and win it. Then the following year they go to the Super Bowl and lose it. So Russell Wilson has always been an elite quarterback. Nathaniel Hackett wasn't the answer. We saw these dudes last year lose games like with CFL scores like four to mm -hmm. one, right? Mm -hmm. Because they couldn't score. If all if they just average 15 points a game offensively, they're going to win nine games. I think Sean Payton locks in with the future Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. Keep in mind, his defense is still going to be outstanding, especially in the secondary. They can get after the quarterback as well. The issue here with the Broncos, I worry about their run game. Who's going to be the running back that they can lean on? That's something I worry about. And guys are dropping like flies already at training camp. You can't have that. Yeah. Uh, but I do think they can win nine games. So I got them going over eight and a half. All right. I'm I'm signing with you guys, which unfortunately the chat uh, is all against us. They're all like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, but look, the Broncos offense has to improve, right? They had a league worst of 16.9 points per game. The offense actually had the second most um, injuries. So second most players missing games due to injury. Uh, the offensive line was extremely banged up. Actually, last season, they had 10 different starters that they were rotating in there. They're, you got to think they're going to be a little bit healthier. They took care of some of that in free agency. They got Mike McGlinchey, paid him an arm and a leg. We'll see how that works out for them. But I do think that the protection is going to be better. And they were also super unlucky. You know, we talk about these lucky teams like the Vikings or even maybe the Eagles a little bit with their schedule. But the Broncos went four and nine in one score games last season. Mm. They lost five games by three points or fewer and the opposing kickers had real, real luck, real luck. Opposing kickers made 39 of 41 field goal attempts, nearly six field goals over expected. So you got to think that that kind of regresses positively uh, for the Broncos here. So I think I, I lean over on this one um, as well. All right, we are going to take a quick break here. But before we do, or not before we do, what we are going to be talking about um, is the Raiders and the Chargers win totals. Emery has a lot to say about the Chargers. Can't wait to hear. He watched pick six. We'll be right back. CBS Sports Network goes all in with the World Series of Poker. We're talking a full house of characters in a competition flush with cash. The World Series of Poker on CBS Sports Network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Will Brinson, Katie Mox here with Emery Hunt. Before we get into how uh, Emery really feels about the Chargers this season, let's talk with the bottom of the division. Let's start there. The Las Vegas Raiders win total is 7 with the underjuice to minus 185. Poor Jimmy G. They have gone over their win total in three of the last four seasons, um, but they finished 2.32 wins below expected last season. They're plus 350 to make the playoffs minus 450 to miss. Is there any is there any way that you would take an over here, Emery? Mm, not necessarily, Katie. I, I I would stay away from the over. I'm gonna go exactly the win total for the Raiders. Ooh, seven games. Oh, and it sounds weird, but I feel I like the Raiders like this plus six hundred, right? Is it yeah, plus it's plus five twenty five. Oh, okay. So the Raiders, to me, have a very underrated defense in terms of personnel. So obviously you got to get guys on the same page to play up to that personnel uh, that you have on your roster. Offensively speaking, they have some really good receivers. I don't know why there's been talk of them moving off of Hunter Renfro. Like that would be the dumbest yeah. thing that they've done recently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like within the last month or so, because they do dumb things recently all the time. But <laughs> I feel like losing Hunter Renfro when you have Devontae Adams, when you have uh, Michael Mayer, who you drafted out of, Notre Dame, the number one tight end prospect, especially inline prospect, 
and you can make things right with Josh Jacobs. Like, what are you even doing? You got a stable quarterback in Jimmy G when he's out there. Now, granted, you don't know which games he's going to miss. But I feel like when we talk about the NFL and, and teams being terrible and losing, the Bears last year had the number one overall pick, and they had, what, three wins. And we remember vividly how many games they lost in the fourth quarter, right? So even though they had the first overall pick, they weren't as bad as that record indicated. I still feel like the Raiders could be a not good team, but still find a way to win seven games. So I like them to win exactly seven. I like that. There's a um, an old legendary CBS story, Ooh. which I, I can't really get into. Uh, we don't, one, we don't have enough time. And two, um, it, it just I can, I'll tell you offline. Uh, but uh, about the Raiders and, and exactly how many games they would win. Um, David Taze of the podcast may recall us mentioning it at some point. Um, it's one of it's one of my favorite stories, but it's like it's from 2012. Like it's like 10 years old. It's just an insane story. Anywho, uh, maybe 2016. I can't remember. This one they won exactly 12 games, and like Derek Carr broke his like broke his leg, and like they require like Derek Carr breaking his leg not to win more than 12 games. But like the fact that they won 12 games was just with Jack Del Rio and Derek Carr was just insane. At any rate, uh, I'm going to take the juice here. And lay the under two and a half division wins at minus one ninety. Uh, I admittedly, when I picked the Raiders division wins, I didn't realize it was minus one ninety. I'm probably not betting that because, yeah. like, you get one, you know, something goes just a little haywire, right? Like Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes suffer a high ankle sprain midway through the season, and, and the Raiders catch a, a lucky win there. They beat the Broncos, but I mean, you think about it, man. Like, Josh McDaniels has not been impressive since he got to Las Vegas. No. You know, he wasn't impressive in Denver at all, of course. Um, he did have a good hot stretch to start the seat to start the to start his career there. But then, like, he it just, nothing's been great. Jimmy G's banged up. There's a lot not the Josh Jacobs stuff is lingering. You know, the defense I just don't think has a whole lot going for it. They still, I mean, and this is the messaging I think they're putting across like to to ownership. But like, they're still dealing with the fallout from you know Mike Mayock and John Gruden and all the bad draft classes that they had. And it's you know you they 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 had. Like seven first round picks in a three year span or a four year span, and they whiffed on basically all of them. Josh Jacobs is the only one who's worked out for him. If when you do that, you are going to stink. Like your roster is just not going to be good. You can't whiff on that many first round picks. And so, um, I don't know if you can parlay with anything, but laying like two to one for for that over a full season is a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I would lean towards the under there for the Raiders in their division win total. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually kind of on Emery's train here, but I think this is a six-win team, so I would go exact at plus 550 because uh, I don't think any of us want to take that minus 185 juice. Uh, this, It's just the division is really hard, and then their schedule is really hard. It's the second largest jump in year-over-year difficulty. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has been cleared to go, but look, nobody knows more than me that he doesn't always last um, a full season. In fact, I don't know that he ever has, maybe once. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll lean under on this one, uh, but I'll go six wins for the Raiders. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Emery's favorite, the Los Angeles Chargers. Line is nine and a half, overdue to minus 140. The Chargers are coming off of a 10-7 season that resulted in a disappointing loss to the Jags in the wild card round. Uh, Brinson, we'll start with you. Is this a double-digit win team yet again? Um, Probably. It should be like if you took this roster um, and you gave it to another coaching staff. No, what are you shaking your head at me? You I, was think, say, I thought you was, was on the right track. I thought you was going to another quarterback. <laughs> oh, dude, if you put, if you put like, if you spot like Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, like this would be like the, the, the they would be the, the easily the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Um, Andy Reid would help as well. I just think the other thing too, how can you possibly trust the Chargers to stay healthy? You know, we we see injury regression is a real thing. I talk about this all the time. Like we see from year to year, you can, oh hey face, um, you can be a heavily oh just me now. <laughs> ah, is, is my Chargers take is that what bad? Is what's going on here? What is happening? Um, it's Katie. 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 <laughs> um. So injury regression is a real thing. Year to year, you see like a team is really injured. Like the 49ers two years ago, they had an insane amount of injuries or the Ravens, oh right? And you see oh it come God. back. You see it come back to the middle. 
There are two teams in the past 10 years, 10 plus years, where you haven't seen it come back to the middle. Washington, and they've changed it up a little bit with their training staff, got a little bit better. And the Chargers, who just are injured every single year. I don't know if it's something that ownership does, if it's something the training staff does. I don't know if it's something in the water. Like, they've moved cities, so it should have changed, but it just doesn't. Their guys just get hurt. And it's something organizationally that I think that they haven't looked at enough. Um, Justin Herbert. I think he's great. I'll let Emery yes. Emery talk about that. But like this, they have enough on this on this roster on both sides of the ball where they should win ten games easily. I will take the under division wins though, three mm. and a half because you do have the Raiders who are you know a little frisky. You do, and you have the Broncos who are a much better team now, and then you have the Chiefs. Like it's you're asking them to win four games in this division. That's hard to do in this AFC West. So I'll take the under three and a half at minus one forty. Yeah, everybody falls. Everybody falls in love with Beach Bod Stafford, right? Because you know that, that's exactly Beach what, Stafford. That's exactly what he d- is. He's the West Coast Matthew Stafford when Stafford was in Detroit. He put up a lot of yards, but it's a lot of empty calories. He's the iceberg lettuce of quarterbacks. Good <laughs> player, but it doesn't translate to on the field success. And before everyone in the comments or on social media jumping my mentions, talking about mm. he missed his ribs were hurt. He didn't yes. have this weapon. First yes. it was Anthony Lynn. Then it was this other new coach. Then it was this other new coach. Then it was the plays that they don't call. They make him throw the ball down short. They don't have him throw the ball deep down the field. His left guard was hurt. The defensive corner, the nickelback was hurt. These are all real things, Emery. These are all excuses because Lamar Jackson went out there with me, Will, and Katie in the slot and dragged us to the playoffs and won an MVP unanimously and didn't blow a 30 or 27 point lead in the playoffs. I'm just saying, here's what I, here's the thing about the Chargers. They are a very good football team because Will touched on it. The roster is hard to beat garbage when your roster is excellent. These dudes have legit talent. I actually gave them an A plus in their draft last year and this past draft because they drafted my number one linebacker, Deion Henley. My, they had my number one slot. Uh, Corner last year in Asante Samuel. They drafted my number one guard in, in Zion Johnson out of Boston College last year. This year, I thought they did a fantastic job. Quentin Johnson is a fantastic receiver. They got weapons. The problem for the Chargers, in my opinion, is the same reason that the Bills have issues. They can't close out games because they don't have a run game. And that falls directly on the shoulders of an Austin Eckler. Now, if they lean more into Isaiah Spiller and let him be the pace setter, and then you could throw Eckler in there to be Eckler, then you have a problem but i feel like with the everyone else got better it's the same reason i have for the jets finishing under their nine and a half win total i think nine is a number for the chargers everyone else in the afc got significantly better but the mm-hmm. chargers have way too much talent yeah I, sometimes i don't know if i'm looking at the chargers or the lakers what, what they bring out there at receiver because all of these guys are six four and up they can go get the football so he has weapons he's always had weapons at receiver and at tight end the chargers can make things difficult for a lot of teams but the AFC also now can make things difficult for a lot of teams. I think we'll see a double-digit win team miss the playoffs in the AFC, yep. you know, because that's how good they are. But I do like the Chargers roster. I think they are good. Nine and eight is the number. So definitely just pushing it close, going under nine and a half. Ooh, Ryan Wilson in the chat. What's Lamar's playoff record versus Beachbod Stafford? I was with Emery. Let's, line up, let's, let's, let's rank them by unanimous MVP. That's right. I can't believe I can't believe Stafford got I can't believe Stafford caught a stray. Man, if if Jimmy Ward catches that interception, we're not even talking about Stafford right now. And shout out to Matthew Stafford because he, again, tough dude, went through the first two years of his career with those shoulder injuries. Won a Super Bowl. What? Yeah, people were questioning. You know what? No, he's not going to the Hall of Fame. No, that's that's a separate. Let's not even get to that discussion. But I, I do like the fact that he was able to fight through that that early. Those yeah. early injuries that some people like Matt, uh, Sam Bradford really couldn't overcome and was able to have some success on the back end of his career. Uh, look, I'm I'm going to go over on this one and maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, yes. And, and, and maybe at this point it's more like college. <laughs> you are drunk juice, on Kool Aid. Like, yeah, you're drunk on or Kool-Aid. it's like jungle juice with like the Everclear in it. Maybe that's what. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Pack, that's what pack punch. Here. We call it. We call it pack punch down here. Where it's like, it's just, pack 
punch. Pa- yeah, yeah, yeah. You drink some pack punch, you'll be on your ass. That's we right. called it Incredible Hulk down south. Go oh, I like that. I, I like love that. all the different names. Yeah, it was Jungle Juice where I was. All right, well, look, uh, I'm drinking that. Whatever it is, it's pack juice, jungle juice, whatever. Uh, because I believe maybe all of these excuses about the Chargers, they did sustain a lot of injuries last year, specifically on offense. You know, their receivers, their O-line, their quarterback, and you want to downplay this rib injury, but Justin Herbert was just not able to be as aggressive last year as he had been in prior years. So you got to think, you got to hope at least that there's some improved health uh, for their offensive contributors, which should help this offense bounce back. Plus they added Kellen Moore who has produced, you know, some of the best offenses in recent years with the Cowboys, certainly very aggressive offenses scoring a lot of points. They were top ranked in the red zone last season, the Cowboys. So that should help the chargers here where they have, you know, traditionally kind of struggled there. So I do think this is another 10 win team. Also, Joey Bosa has kind of changed his off season stuff a little bit. Now he's trying to mirror, I think what his brother has done. I think we're going to get a full season of Joey Bosa, uh, which is really, and Khalil Mack. I mean, like you said, there's so many stars on this team and I do think that health has been an issue. If they can stay healthy, I do, I still believe in the chargers, but maybe that's the jungle juice. Listen, I will say this to to put a bow on my point. Um, We named all these these star players. At at what point does it become an excuse, right? And and I feel like also after this season, after if if they can't get it done after this this season, season, I like yeah. If they miss the playoffs this season and the Broncos are good, like Chargers fans should. They go. They go blame somebody else. Will they go find another scapegoat? I'm just saying, Sean Payton wanted that job there, and Tom Telesco didn't want to let him get it because he knew that he would end up getting fired as a result. So he wanted to keep Brandon Staley. And if the Broncos are great, the Chargers miss the playoffs. Um, that should be on everybody. I wish someone brings bring me the analytics to the Chargers injury issues because that is a, a true fact and statement to them playing indoors on turf as opposed to when they played at the Murph. Because oh, well, yeah. I feel like that has been an issue for for the Chargers. Outdoor grass is the is definitely the way to go. Yes, I I believe all the players in the league don't want to play on turf anymore, and they've been fighting that for uh, a very long time. So I. 100% uh, agree with you on that one. All right, guys, that is going to wrap up our show today. Make sure you join us tomorrow for more AFC coverage and team win totals. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube page for everyone listening to audio only. Make sure you download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen listen, listen, and watch the pod. Amory Hunt, thank you so much for joining us today, the czar of the playbook. You can catch him on Sportsline and across CBS Sports HQ. We'll see you all next time. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.